Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vinitali International Academy, announcing the 24th of our Italian Wine Ambassador courses to be held in London, Austria, and Hong Kong from the 27th to the 29th of July. Are you up for the challenge of this demanding course? Do you want to be the next Italian Wine Ambassador? Learn more and apply now at vinitaliinternational.com. to another episode of On The Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations. Okay, boys and girls, ciao ragazzi. My name's Stevie Kim, and welcome to Mama Jumbo Shrimp for Italian Wine Podcast on the Road Edition. Today, we are in this very, very extremely noisy place, Italy, as the Americans would say, Italy, yeah. right? In where it all started, because I remember when this started with Oscar Farinetti. Uh, how many years ago was that? The first store that we opened in Italia was 15 years ago, but this one was 2010, 12 years ago. Yeah, 12 years ago. So I was here actually at the opening and I met you for the first time at yeah. the opening. So who are you? What's your name? My name is Dino Borri. I work for Italy since uh, ever, I say. I'm uh, a vintage wine on the shelf. <laughs> uh, let's say that. And, uh, you know, I opened the first store in Japan when we opened the first Italy in Japan. It was the first store abroad in Italia. And then after that, we moved to US and we opened this one in this location 12 years ago. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. You didn't have any gray back then. No, I was, I was young. <laughs> I was young. But you know, after that, now we have more than 40 stores worldwide. I know, that's crazy. That's crazy. Just in 15 years, we did that. So where, where is Italy um, in America? Now, right now we are in uh, six uh, cities in North America, New York, Boston, Chicago, Vegas, LA, and during the pandemic we opened in Dallas. Oh my God, you opened uh, um, Italy in, during the pandemic? Yeah, two Italys during the pandemic, one here and one in London. In 2020, Dallas, March 2021, London. Oh my God. And this year we are opening a new one yeah. in, in San Jose the capital of the Silicon Valley. We are opening the Italy Silicon Valley. Oh, that's exciting. So listen, so I know you've been here forever, but what is your role exactly? You know, I do the global partnership for Italy. I'm the vice president of the company. Okay, but how many, like, is Italy, America different from Italy? No, we are just one company. Of course, the operation, they are a little different. Of course, we have a US, North America branch. This is independent, but not independent in the ownership or whatever, it's independent in the operation. And uh, Europe, Italy, and the rest of the Europe, but we are just one company. So is Nicola still working here? Uh, yeah, Nicola started to work in Torino, of course, then in Bologna, and then came here in 2010 to be the store manager of this store, and now is is uh, the global CEO of the company. Oh, he's okay. the big boss. So he, he's my Nicola's boss. Nicola's the big boss? Yes, Nicola's the big boss. Oh my God. 
He was so young when I met him. Yeah, you know, we were young when you <laughs> met us. And what about Oscar? Oscar is our founder. He's doing, uh, he's still, uh, let's say, with us because he's always uh, with us. He's not involved anymore in the daily operation, let's say that. But of course, uh, he's involved uh, in the strategic of Italy. So Dino, you know, um, tell us a little bit about what happened during the pandemic. Give, give me a little, like, a skinny recap of what happened. You know, during the pandemic, of course, we were eating a lot because we are not just a retailer, but we are also a restaurant. And most of our business outside Italia is a restaurant business. And of course, we had to close all the restaurants, but we are a retailer. And because we are a retailer, we were able to be open every day. And it was pretty complicated, but thanks God, uh, we survive. Right now, we are almost back 100%. Not yet, because of course, we miss all the tourists, the international tourists, the Italian tourists. But I want to say that uh, last year, the, the end of the year last year, was one of our best, uh, almost like uh, 19. So um, I saw you a lot in the beginning in Clubhouse. That was last year, actually. Tell me a little bit about your experience in um, Look, I, Clubhouse. You know what's happened for, uh, as you know, for almost two years, the producer, they cannot come over in US. And usually we have our producer in the store to do the class, to do the tasting, to be involved with our customer. Because it was not possible to travel, we decided to start uh, this live uh, uh, podcast, let's say, this clubhouse. It was very good because uh, the producer continued to maintain a relation with us. So listen, I want to ask you, of course, a little bit about the wine business, you know, with yeah. Italy. So first of all, how does it work? Um, in New York, of course, you have a wine shop which is separate from, yeah. from the shop, the, the supermarket and the, and the big main frame. Does, is it like that elsewhere? Every state in the US are different. You know, the rules are different. For example, in New York, you cannot, a company cannot have more than one wine store and cannot be inside a grocery store. This is why it's attached, but in the store that we have downtown, we cannot sell wines. But during the pandemic, we were allowed because the state allowed the restaurant to do. And, you know, in fact, you know, a lot of our customers were able to buy prosciutto and wine during the pandemic. But now, again, no. But in Chicago, we can do like in Italia, Chicago, LA, Vegas, uh, Dallas. Uh, we can do like an Italian way. Italy is one of the largest uh, purchaser of Italian wine in US because of course we have a retail store, but uh, remember that we are a huge restaurant. Uh, we have more than uh, 1,500 different labels. So SKUs. SKUs and we work more or less with uh, five, 600 producers. So, but how do, how do the producers get listed? How does it's it work? Listed, you know, of course, uh, we have uh, our, uh, our uh, not preference, but what we work with the producer. And usually we want to continue to work with the producer that uh, trust us when we were not famous. We started in Torino and a lot of producers say, ah, what is this cause and blah, blah, blah. And we want to continue with them. And, and also after that, we do a lot of uh, in and out. For example, 
now every month, every Friday night in this store we do Brunello night, seven, more than 70 Brunello by the glass and a wine tasting. A few weeks ago we did Barbaresco and those wines, they are in and out. You can come and for one month you see all those wines, then we change, we go, we go also through the season, you know. Brunello is good and Barolo during and Barbaresco during the winter, but during the summer we go with rosé, maybe more in the south. This is what we like to do. There are some items that you can find always, but there are also a lot of in and out. That makes our customer very happy because they come, they always see something new and different. This is how, how we work. And we can involve more and more producers. Thank you for listening to Italian Wine Podcast. We know there are many of you listening out there, so we just want to interrupt for a small ask. Italian Wine Podcast is in the running for an award, the best podcast listening platform through the Podcast Awards, the People's Choice. Listener nominations is from July 1st to the 31st, and we would really appreciate your vote. We are hoping our listeners will come through for us. So if you have a second and could do this small thing for us, just head to italianwinepodcast.com from July 1st to the 31st and click the link. We thank you and back to the show. So I met Cole before yeah. and he said he, he's, the, he's part of the education program. Yes. So what is that? Tell me a little bit about, is it something new? No, it's, uh, you know, since we... You have the scuola, right? Yeah, this is, uh, you have to remember our payoff is eat, shop, learn. The teaching component for real is our most important component. Every aspect of our business, there is a teaching moment. But not just in the store, in the restaurant, every sign that you see, if you see our menu, if you see our retail is different than the other one. There is always the name of the producer, a little story about from where they are coming, who is the producer. We don't do private label, for example, either in the wine, in the pasta, in the cheese, because we want to tell the story but the school is important because in every city in every store where, where we go we have the primary location a school where the producers are coming to teach in the morning our stuff it's important to sell a products you need to know what are you drinking or eating and in the morning when the producers are coming staff training for example in this restaurant we did some classes for 300 people Massimo Bottura was cooking here and we did a wine class and food over here. It depends. Usually we do 30 people because with 30 people is small and intimate enough to have an interaction with the public. But but not during like lunch or dinner, right? Yeah, yeah. We do we do lunch dinner every night in the school, not during the weekend because too busy. You know what we did during the pandemic because the class was closed. We did that a virtual wine tasting for 2,000 people. We prepared the box. Like we, the samples or the bottles? No, no, bottles, cheese and ham. There was like a aperitivo Italian style. So who was teaching the course? Our wine expert, cheese expert, our chef, everybody. That's that's great idea. But you're still doing this? Yes. Yeah. We just did another one. That was for cheese. So listen, so what have you seen? Like, 
five things, five trends that you've seen in terms of wine the past couple of years? Oh. I mean, obviously the wine, like the e-commerce online, yeah, they, right? That, yeah. That's yeah. pretty important. Yeah, they, they think the e-commerce became uh, a huge, not a, I don't want to even call e-commerce. I want to call, uh, and we call more like digital because digital is different than the classic e-commerce. Classic e-commerce, you go online on your app and you choose stuff. Right. The digital is like, I know what Italy has, but I live just a few blocks and I ship from the store right. to so there. it's more like a delivery service. The delivery service. That is what I saw, that the people, when they want to buy the usual stuff, they use this service, like the digital delivery service. That became huge. What about the uh, the younger generation? Do you see that there's more aware of the the wine consumption or or preferences or because I, I mean the beer was very big and it still yeah, is like the craft but, beer. But the big, uh, the, I was going to say that I think when I move here, the beer movement was huge. Yeah, this was like. Where we are now, for example, it was, it was a birreria, Yeah, right? but, you know, the beer is still, but, you know, I think at one point beer became like a trendy, super trendy, and uh, at one point it became less trendy. The wine became more and more uh, like uh, lifestyle. Even now it's not impossible anymore to see people at lunch drinking. When I moved here, it was very weird. I'm Italian and we drink at lunch. Right, right. But there was not a lunch uh, with wine because it was uh, more like uh, let's drink, let's drink alcohol. Now they understand that a glass of wine can be part of the meal be because it's not like to get uh, drunk or get wasted. Right, right. Is, that is a trend that I see. So like in terms of like sales in your um, two things, in your grocery shop and also for the restaurants, in terms of percentage, how much is attributable to beer and how much to wine? 99% wine. I don't know the number in my but it, mind. But it's very unusual, it's, right? I mean... Uh, you know, it's not unusual because we are an Italian uh, restaurant everywhere and the people want to drink wine. You know, when you do the research about what the people think about Italia in terms of food, they always say pizza, pasta, vino. Pasta, formaggi, vino. Vino, salumi, pasta. Wine is always that. Absolutely. So listen, um, you're going to open also in Verona, right? Yes. When is that happening? It's going to open this year. We don't have uh, the exact the date yet. Is there going to be anything special about Italy, Verona? I cannot tell you no, right come now. On. <laughs> A little bit of anteprima. No, of course, uh, what I think, first of all, what I think is unique uh, is the location. Not just because it's in front of uh, Verona Fiera and Vinital, but even because uh, that's Ghiacciaia, that is the name, is a, such a unique uh, architectural uh, building. And that is, I think, what the most unique. So, and are, will there be any um, additional openings um, uh, besides know, Verona this year? No, Verona and San Jose. We are trying to do every year, you know, we were, uh, because of the pandemic, we, we slowed down a little bit, one in US and one in Europe. This year we do those two and uh, 
we are looking for some new location in North America and in Europe as well. Is that more of a problem now? Because, you know, of course, there is the... Um, so many people are quitting their jobs since they started remote working yes. and they're, cha they're pivoting their careers. How has that affected the hospitality? Especially, you're running like 40, you know... Yeah, divisions. You know, we are not different than a normal restaurant, a normal grocery store. We were eat a lot because the people, after spent two years at home, they say, "I don't want to have that life anymore." Because this business is a hard business. You work at night, you work during the weekend, you never stop. It's a hospitality business. Some people decide that was not anymore their life. That is one aspect. Another aspect. The people can travel less, and of course, uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of people that were moving from uh, one country to another. We have a lot of Italian guys working here, but yeah. sometimes in our story in Italia, they want to have an experience uh, in US, and we transfer them. But for two years, the visa was almost impossible to get, not because no, they don't want to give the visa, but because it was complicated. And you know, that is another thing you have to find people local. But locally, everybody are, are looking for people in Rio, you know, is, is a very complicated, but this is complicated everywhere in the world in every kind of uh, business. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, personnel is, is, yeah. is key, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a key. You know, the company are made by people and Italy cannot be this company without all uh, my colleague. We are all colleagues. We are, I think, more than 6,000 worldwide right now. Italy is made by people and by the producer. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Vinitali Academy, home of the gold standard of Italian wine education. Do you want to be the next ambassador? Apply online at vinitaliinternational.com for courses in London, Austria, and Hong Kong, the 27th to the 29th of July. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com. guys, I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.